Gabriel Durison, Lewis, and Goldsmith. Those guys will play hard throughout a whole football game. They're bringing a couple extra people, like a Glenn Suter in there, to fill those extra lanes, not allow him anywhere. He can't see over that line. What a catch. Just magic. He makes the contested catch 90% of the time. Not a big guy, but man, does he play big. You're listening to The Sports Cage on 620 CKRM. Time now for press coverage as Riders Plus of Honor Safety and Hall of Fame broadcaster Glenn Suter shares his unique and passionate perspective about the three-down game we love. Press coverage for Quality Tire with nine locations across Saskatchewan. QualityTire.ca. It's that time slot. It's a Thursday at 5.34 p.m., joined by TSN's Glenn Suter on the Western Pizza Hotline. And I was laying in bed last night, and I was thinking to myself, CFL free agency's happening. This is happening. So much happening in the Canadian Football League. And then a question just sparked in my mind. I was like, i got to ask Glenn this tomorrow. Uh, Glenn, you obviously had a nice playing career, Grey Cup champion with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders in 1989. Uh, the question that came to mind, was there a time when you were a player uh, during an off season when the Riders made a free agency signing that really kind of sparked you up, juiced you up, and made you want to grab your helmet and go out there and play the next day? Does anything come to mind like that? Well, there's a couple, Sean. Like The first was uh, one that did fire me up, but probably in a kind of a different reason than you think. Um, in the off season, after my rookie year, we acquired Harry Skipper, who was a corner that played in Montreal when I was a rookie. Well, Harry and I got into an all-out fist fight on the field when I was trying to cover a punt, and he gave, he used to wear a, a, a hard plastic forearm pad, and he gave me a forearm that went right between my mask and the top of my helmet and got me right across the bridge of the nose and just <sighs> broke my nose that would just flat across my face. No way. So... Yeah, so I wasn't happy with that shot, and we went at it in the game. And uh, lo and behold, the very next training camp, his locker is right beside me in Saskatchewan. <laughs> and I thought, well, we better kiss and make up here because it's going to be a long season with this guy that I just want to punch out. <laughs> anyway, that that was that was uh, for a different reason, but the the one and I know what you're asking because um you know, it can really change your team. Yeah. A, a big free agent signing, not necessarily the skill uh side of the equation, which is important, don't get me wrong, but it's not necessarily the skill side of the equation that I find really important or, or did with this particular guy when we were just building up towards the 89 season. And I want to say it was 87, but it might have been 88. Um, the team acquired Nick Hebler from the BC Lions. Hmm. And Nick came in as just a perennial all-star defender. And I, I remember having great conversations with him. And as we sort of got towards Labor Day, he would he would say things like this. I mean, personally one-on-one to me, but also to uh, more guys on the team, a lot of guys on the team. Um, he would say things like, you know, I, I've been on a championship team. I've been on some very good BC Lions team. This team is better. 
this team has wow. more talent. Yeah. Now, now Nick didn't Nick didn't fill the stats page when he came to Saskatchewan. He he was a good player, but he, you know, he he was at the he was on the back nine of his of his career, and you know he he wasn't he wasn't filling the stats page. But what he did in our locker room for me and for the secondary and for the defense for sure was bring this sort of validation that what we've been doing, the way we've been working, how we practice, how we work out in the gym before and after practice, all of those things that we were doing, he's, he sort of validated them. He just put his stamp on it and said, guys, you, you guys are doing more than the championship teams I've played on. You know, this, this is a championship quali- quali- uh, quality team. And I, I, I'll never forget the sort of the confidence I felt having this guy come from a winning program into our program that had struggled. Remember, we hadn't even made the playoffs for a long time till '88. Yeah. So yeah, so it was it was Nick Hebler was a real difference maker, I think, in our room. Yeah, Nick Hebler, and he went to the same college that you did, didn't he, Glenn? That would have been a little before you, right? Simon Fraser. Yeah, just I just saw Nick, as a matter of fact, uh, a few months ago when we were doing a press conference to save the SFU football program because, yes, we, we both went to SFU at different times. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, he, he was um, he, he just a great leader. And, man, he looks like a DB now. He looks great. But he, he was very influential in a positive way in our locker room. And I think it really kind of helped us uh, towards that 89 run. Yeah, I'm still kind of giggling about your <laughs> Harry Skipper story. I love that one. I mean, uh, I, number 26, I want to say, with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, Harry Skipper. He was on the uh, Montreal Concords before he made his way over uh, to Ryderville. So, Glenn, we're talking about all these uh, new players going into locker rooms and stuff. That's exactly what's happening right now in the Canadian Football League. So a lot of change happening. Uh, what can this do for a locker room? Having new blood from another team come in, what are some of the challenges that come along with that and uh, some of the pros as well? Well, that's why I think, uh, you know, I, I always would put, you know, and everyone has a different approach, but I would always put the skill and, and sort of what they bring on the field as far as talent. I would put that second in the priority list to character. And, um, you know, because everybody's good, it's different degrees of good, but everybody's good at this level. So I'm not worried about, you know, evaluating the talent of a free agent you might bring in, but what will he do in our room? Um, Is he bringing the right mindset, the right attitude to the room? And that's why, you know, when, uh, you know, AJ Olette has been talked about and, you know, we got to get the free agency here, but I, I think that would be a, big get for Saskatchewan if they can. And cause you know, he, he's a, he's a nose to the grindstone hard worker from all I understand, a great teammate in the locker room. You see what he does in his relentless effort on the field. So he shows you through by example of how he approaches the game, you know, excellent in the, in the classroom as well to make sure he understands all the protections, which helps, you know, your quarterback situation, quarterback room. So I, I just, you know, guys like that, I, I think in free agency and, and there's a, there's a fine line here too, though, Sean, because you got, you got guys that, you know, are, are oozing with strong character and great team players, but they're also getting late in their career. So there's that, that balancing act you got to find there 
um, if it's a veteran like that. Are you getting a guy that's past his expiration date and has lost too much speed or, you know, is too banged up from a whole career of, of football? Olet, by the way, isn't in that category to me, but there is a right, line there yeah. that you've got to, I think, straddle. Yeah, and as far as like the challenges go, I was kind of thinking, I'm sure there has been scenarios in the past where in the offseason, a new influx of talent is uh, implemented into the locker room. But then as the season goes along, maybe, you know, the team that was already in place has been together for a very long time. And then all of a sudden, maybe some of these new pieces, just the personalities, I'm not talking like the talent, but maybe the personalities don't quite mesh like the organization maybe thought they were going to mesh. Is that a, a big factor going into signing uh, brand new people? Not just what you're getting on the field, but the type of individual they are off the field. That's yeah. That's to me the number one priority: the type of person they are. Um, and it is it is always a. I won't say it's a gamble because you you can do your research and you can talk to people and find out pretty well. Um, you know, if a guy's going to be a good teammate or not. Uh, and then, yeah, but the, the, the uncertainty or what you have to wait to see is how that all comes together and meshes in the locker room. How does, how does that chemistry come together and how long does it take for it to come together? And that's where your leaders come in. That's where the leadership part of the room, you know, have to step up. But, but let's be honest. I mean, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, and we don't have to name anybody, but the Saskatchewan Rough Riders the last couple of years had a handful of players that didn't get it. Mm-hmm. And, and they were key players in key positions that hurt this team at times. So those guys have got to be replaced by guys that are going to work towards bringing, and I'm not blaming just, that, you know, just a handful of players. I'm just saying that there were a few guys that didn't understand I'm here for the guy beside me in the room. They just didn't get it. So if, you know, if, if you've got a room, if you bring in a bunch of free agents that think that way, forget it. It's over. You have a, a couple of flashes here and there, but you don't win those games in the snow in November. You don't win the games when you're down by two scores and have to come back. You don't win the games when your team is very physically beat up and you have to gun it out and get past that. Those are the tough ones and you don't win those unless you're doing it together and you're doing it because you care about the guy beside you. And, and I, you know, I, I preach it all the time, but uh, I think it doesn't matter if you're playing peewee hockey or professional football, that type of locker room is necessary in team sports to, to, to get to the finish line. And, and, and so there is some uncertainty when free agency hits and how that new locker room is going to, to, you know, come together and what will the chemistry look like and, and, and how long will it take? But, you know, you, you've got enough leadership in there. It shouldn't take long. And like I said, make, make the character of the man, the person, more a higher priority than whether he can catch it behind his back. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, exactly. you know, you know they, they can all catch it. Yeah. So let's let's, uh, you know, bring the character guys in. Yeah. And, and I'll never forget a conversation I had with Canadian Football Hall of Famer uh, Darren Flutie 
during uh, Grey Cup week just this past year in 2023, and uh, he was live on the sports cage here. He was telling me the story about uh, the 1994 BC Lions, and it was a very rare occasion because it's not very often where teams do not really get along, and I'm not putting words in Darren's mouth, but he basically said live on these airwaves that that team really didn't get along too well. There was a lot of fights because some guys didn't like each other. What did that 1994 BC Lions team do? They made it all the way uh, to the Great Cup game and then, uh, well, ended up winning the Great Cup game off of Louis Pisaglia's uh, foot there. So it's not it's not really something to bank on. It doesn't happen very often, but sometimes when you have that much talent, it can override that theme. But like I said, you don't really want to bank on that. Uh, TSN's Glenn Suter here on the Western Pizza Hotline. And to your point as well, uh, new energy in the facility. And I'm going back to what... Uh, the color voice of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, Luke Mullinder, said yesterday. He feels like this mm. new Saskatchewan Rough Rider defense under Corey Mace, he feels like this defense is going to be 100% more accountable. And I think that's kind of, you know, it ties into what we're talking about here as far as getting the right people into the locker room. Yeah, I, I agreed. And uh, I couldn't agree more that, you know, Corey Mace, uh, the former player in him, you know, everything that you hear about how he's coached and approached players. You know, these are grown men playing for their livelihood. So, you know, you, you don't have to really drag them along. And if you and if you are really having to drag a guy along, he's the wrong guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just it just takes, um, you know, the I, I believe anyway, the, the coach standing in that room and, and empowering the players to take ownership. And that's what Luke, I think, was talking about, that, you know, you're you're in the room, and this is your room. This is your team, not mine, not the not the organizations, not the, this is your team. The guy beside you is your teammate. Are you going to do whatever you can for him? Put him ahead of yourself. That's that's the question, and and I think Corey has that in him. I mean, I'll, you know, he's answered all those questions, right? I mean, you still got to see what happens after a two game losing streak, and you're you're facing one of the top teams in game three in the league. And you've got a couple of guys that have gone rogue on you. Right. Because it happens. Yeah. And then how do you handle all that? How do you deal with it all? How do you bring them together rather than, you know, jam a wedge between the locker room? So I, I just, that's what I love about this game is, is that all these different personalities and all these different people that came from different backgrounds they have to come together in six months, and the teams that do that are often not the most talented teams, physically mm-hmm. talented teams, but the teams that are closer together. And again, it's it's not it's not best friends and buddy buddy with everybody in a room. But it's like it's like Darren Flutie said. It's it's sometimes the room is not. I'm not taking guys over to dinner or whatever. Yeah, exactly. But, but it, it's respect, accountability. And let's let's be honest, discipline and sacrifice. Sacrifice your own goals for the goal of the team, the better good of the team. Yeah. I know you hear that all the time. It's cliche, but it's it's reality. Press coverage for Quality Tire here on the Western Pizza Hotline. More with Glenn Suter on the other side. The kings of Saskatchewan sports talk. This is the Sports Cage on 620 CKRM. 
549 inside the sports cage. Glenn Suter on the Western Pizza Hotline here. The last segment of this Thursday show. Glenn, has there been any quote-unquote, you know, reports? Nothing is official yet. Just let me let me get that out of the way. Nothing's official until the pen's on the paper. We all know that. That's coming up next week. But uh, a lot of reports, a lot of uh, leaking out there. Has there been one kind of player that has reportedly landed on a new team that has really intrigued you from the last time that we spoke? Yeah, AJ Olet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, that one and uh, Brady Oliveira taking sort of uh, uh, the home t- hometown discount, mm-hmm. I think is, you know, th- those two guys to me were just, um, you know, those lead by example physical players that, I, you know, I think I think they were the leaders in their team. I mean, quarterbacks are always your leaders, and you have a couple on defense. But I just too that the Bombers have has sort of been filtered through Brady Oliveira, and for him to take you know less money and and he said many times, I'm a I'm a Manitoban. I'm I love it here. I'm gonna rescue puppies, and I'm going to be part of the the community and. I'm going to give this community and these, this fan base everything I have. And, and he stepped up and walked it like he talked it because he took less money to stay with the Bombers. And, and if Olette ends up in Saskatchewan, I, that's, that's a key one. And, you know, the, the guy that's going to be most happy, forget about handing the ball off to him, but getting the running game going and play action for Trevor Harris and then the protection aspect when AJ Olette is going to make sure he knows who he's blocking. Oh boy. Uh, you know, those are and I, again, that's not that's not a shot on Jamal Morrow or Frankie Hickson or anything. It's, oh no. Uh, Olette and, and Oliveira that were the top two backs in the league and I think they're important for a lot of things away from when they touch the football. Yeah, Brady Oliveira. It was reported that, you know, we don't need to get into the numbers, but just to give you an idea, the listener out there turning down reportedly uh, Seven hundred seventy thousand dollars and five hundred fifty thousand dollar financial packages to uh, stay in Winnipeg. So uh, there's that there. And when you look across the board right now, Glenn, this has happened real quick. But you look at the running backs in the West Division. You got William Stamback. If he does sign with the BC Lions, you got Brady Oliveira in Winnipeg and AJ Olette in Saskatchewan. I mean, the running backs in the West Division. I mean, they're all coming over. Yeah, 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 and and you know when and Jamal Morrow I I'm is not signed no. anywhere. Team Carey in Calgary is not signed either. So different style backs there, but yeah, you know if if they all get them done and they get it and see, then uh, you know it'll it will be a different look. William Stamback, of course, played with Vernon Adams in Montreal, so they're kind of reuniting if if that is all finalized at some point and. You know, still some interesting players out there in the receiving core. We talked about Javon Leak. That's an interesting one. I can you can you play him on offense, or is there a balancing act there? I guess a team with a real good returner like Saskatchewan doesn't necessarily need a Javon Leak because they've got a great returner. They resign and extend it. And Matthew Betts is still out there. Yeah, yeah. And, and talk about him with the three or four teams. Montreal is one of them. BC's return is another one. But I. I wonder if Saskatchewan's in that discussion. Hey, let's go in. Tim White as well, big-time receiver. We uh, chat with J.C. Yeah. Abbott of a three-down nation, hour one, so that's going to be interesting how that all lands. Uh, this is Glenn Suter on the Western Pizza Hotline, and finally, we've been 
or at least I have been, I don't want to speak for anybody, Zinger has been wanting this for quite some time, and I think a lot of CFL fans have as well, but the the CFL Combine, it's coming to Winnipeg, and then after that, it's going to be here in Regina, and the Canadian Football League has uh, unveiled the initial list of uh, the prospects invited to participate in the Combine this year. I'm not going to ask you about the about the individual participants, Glenn, but uh, I'm just going to ask you how big of a opportunity this is. It rolls around once every year, the, the Combine, and this is a, a big chance for these guys to really put their name on the map, on the radar, if their name isn't uh, on there already. It's a big, big weeks coming up ahead here in Winnipeg. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it, it gets all the sort of football people in, on each team and each organization together. It gets a chance so they can all look at the guys. It's it's obviously great for the prospects, but more more so for the league in, in general that yeah. the league in March is going to be in the news and talked about and you know, this it's a twenty seven deal now. You can't there's no off season in pro sports, in any sport. There's no off season. You gotta be in the news and talking about your team always. That's why this radio station is so great because we talk about CFL football the whole time. So yeah, I, I, I can't wait. I hope I can get out to it in Winnipeg and uh, I hope that we do some stuff on TSN and I know we will on the cage and yeah, um, yeah it'll, it'll be uh Excellent, excellent for the league. Who do you who do you got in the Super Bowl before we go? Uh, Super Bowl. I've I've been on the record here. Kansas City Chiefs. I think are going to win it, Glenn. I know uh, Ryan McNally says the same thing. I might be a bit biased though because I can't cheer for the Niners after the heartbreak they caused me a couple weeks right. ago. Uh, with that said, what what do you think is going to happen? Well, I I think if if the Niners can take away Travis Kelsey and passing downs. They've got a chance to keep it close. I just, I just see the way that Kansas City is playing like veterans. They've played like they've been there. The playoffs come around. You know, they have an up and down season. Playoff comes around, and they and they just lock in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I see a real security blanket type situation with uh, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. And if they can, if they can, I'm not even bringing up Taylor. But if Travis <laughs> Kelsey, if, if they can try to lock down Travis Kelsey or at least really limit him on passing downs on third and long, uh, I think the 49ers have a solid chance to win. And, you know, I think on the other side of the coin, Kansas City has got to take out Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. And, and if they can just – not you can't stop their best players, of course, but you can limit them. And if you limit them, play more guys in the box, take the run away, and let's see Brock Purdy throw it 35, 40 times. He's going to need to complete 30 of them to win. So, you know, that's that's the breakdown. I'm going to pick Kansas City. I do make predictions when it's not the CFL. There we go. We, we got him to crack, finally. It's been years, and we got him to give a prediction. Has any Taylor Swift-themed uh, Super Bowl parties? Or is Glenn, is the Suter household going to, you know, having having some pizza, whatnot, some wings? What's, uh, what's on tap here on Sunday, Glenn? Well, my dancing star daughter, Alicia, is a huge Swifty. Nice. Massive Taylor Swift fan is going to see Taylor in Toronto is on a list of things to see if she can see Taylor here in Vancouver. 
Listen, this is this has been great. I mean, the NFL certainly didn't need another way to market their game because they are the best at it. But they got another way, and and this has been fun. I mean, I, I keep hearing people complaining about it, and I say, hey, why don't you love love? These guys are in love. They're there. She's up there cheering for her boyfriend. I think it's cool. Yeah. And there's uh, there's a whole bunch of. Uh, Taylor Swift fans on the planet. I guarantee that. Yeah, and I'd much rather look at Taylor Swift on my TV screen than, like, you know, a big hairy animal with his shirt off in the crowd. Like, like people don't don't have a problem <laughs> we'll, with that when they show that, but, oh, it's the end of the world when they show Taylor Swift. Like, come on, what world are we living in here? <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. And will Zach Kolaris be up in the booth? Yeah, what's That's the over and under one? on like, that one? up there. Yeah, well, we're going to be having our eyes peeled for that one. Hey, Glenn, Enjoy the game on Sunday, and uh, can't wait to talk with you next week. And next time we talk, that's when the pen can finally mate, uh, meet the paper. So it's going to be fun. Thanks, Sean. Appreciate it, man. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Be yeah. watching. You too, my friend. That's Glenn Suter on the Western Pizza Hotline putting a bow on today's show on this Thursday. If you missed any of it, you can go back and find it on demand wherever you find your podcasts. And Ryan McNally. We have tickets to hand out there, dude. We thank you for reminding. We do have those tickets. We have to announce our winner, and I'm gonna give it to who should we give it to? I'm gonna let you decide. We have a, oh, man. we have like hundreds. It seems like text messages in here for these tickets. By the way, two tickets to the rivalry series tomorrow night at the Brand Center. Yesterday, it was up in Saskatoon. Team Canada taking on the U.S. Canada beat the U.S. yesterday, and then tomorrow at the Brand Center, they are going to be going back at it. So, those are the two tickets we are giving away. Ryan, with all that said and done, do do we have a winner? I think we're going to go with Kim McDougal. Kim McDougal, you are the winner. We will send you a text message. We'll get you all lined up, and we'll get those tickets out to you. Enjoy the game tomorrow night, and you enjoy your evening out there, Saskatchewan. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the Sports Cage starting at 3 o'clock.